welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. I've spent the last decade as a CEO, operator, and business builder selling tens of millions of dollars in products and services. I, just like many of you, started with nothing. My mission for this podcast is to help you become the greatest version of yourself, help you grow and scale your business, and create the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Matt Smith. Enjoy the episode. What is going on, guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. Man, it has been a wild, really wild couple months, but this last month or so for me has been so busy, but it's been awesome, man. I feel like personally I've grown like crazy. I hope you guys are having a good fall. Um, I know for a lot of you home service business folks, fall is the time that many of you guys uh, cash in, and uh, I hope you guys are cashing in. Before we dive into this episode, uh, this is going to be like a three-part series, and today I'm going to go through part one, but before we dive in, I want you guys to know my website, serviceindustrycoach.com. We offer one-on-one coaching. Uh, we run a boot camp that we will be launching again in, uh, after the new year. Uh, we also do uh, website building and all of our pricing is going up after the new year. Um, and the reason is, is because we are so busy, just like you guys, when you get busy, you raise your prices. We're doing the same thing. Um, but I am personally working with seven and eight figure companies on a weekly basis and, to be honest, in the in the most humble way possible, the value that I am providing is just so much greater than we are charging, and we are trying to attract a certain type of customer. And that person we are trying to attract is the entrepreneur who wants to grow and scale. And that person is willing to pay to know the things we know because they understand that if they can just simply implement the processes and systems and marketing strategies that we do on a daily basis for our own businesses and companies all over the country, if they just simply implement those into their business, they will win. And so I want you guys to know, if you have been on the edge of getting a new website with us, um, which our websites are crazy valuable for the price, or if you've been wanting to do any kind of one-on-one coaching, you need to pull the trigger now because coming up at the end of the month, our prices are going up and not just a little bit, they're going up a lot. So go to serviceindustrycoach.com. That's my, that's my pitch for the day uh, with you guys. But we're, we're going to start a three-part uh, series here. And basically, these are three categories of business that I believe um, are absolutely fundamental for you to win. Okay, And the three categories are sales and marketing. That's one. Customer experience slash, you know, doing the actual work, the service, and then company culture. Uh, These are the three things I believe in a home service business you need to master. And, you know, when you master these, you will win at a high level. But today we're just talking about the sales and marketing because this is a, uh, this is, this would take me probably a good hour to go through all of them. And so I'd like to break this up into three different podcasts because I believe that uh, it will help you guys to absorb the information better and hopefully implement it in your businesses. So today we're talking about sales and marketing, but before we dive into that, we have to talk about leverage because we have to understand leverage at a deep level uh, if we want to look at sales and marketing the right way. So what is leverage? Leverage is simply the difference between what you put in and what you get out. 
Okay, so how do we gain advantage on our competition when it comes to sales and marketing? That's the question. And so I'm gonna give you guys two examples here of leverage, okay? And I want you guys to, to kind of have this, this vision in your head of what this looks like. Um, I actually gave this presentation in one of our group calls in the boot camp a few months ago, and this presentation connected with people so well. I wanted to share it with you guys here in the podcast, and, and those people got to see a visual, actual like presentation. And so it was much, it will be much more powerful for them, but it will still be very valuable for you. But let me give you an example of leverage. So example number one is sale. We'll call him salesman. Number one, he makes a hundred calls in a day. Okay. Cold calls in a day. And out of those hundred calls, he closes 10 deals. And we're just going to, we're just going to say, you know, he's what we would maybe call an A-level sales skill set. Now, salesman number two makes 100 calls in a day, but he closes zero deals, okay? We're going to call him a D-level skill set. Skill set. So what is the difference between these two, right? This is a no-brainer. The difference is skill, right? Skill level. And so the most simple form of leverage when it comes to sales and marketing is your skill set, which, by the way, it takes zero dollars, right? It just takes lot, lots of reps and becoming obsessed with the boring work. And so at its most simple form, if we want to have leverage over our competitors, the very first thing that we should do is develop more skill than them, okay? And, and I just have a list here written out of, of some of the things that you could be developing skill on when it comes to marketing. You should be learning how to A-B test your offers, A-B test copies on all of your ads, A-B test like images, videos on ads, A-B testing your emails, uh, A-B testing your sales pitches, like when you're actually giving customers quotes. Um, you should be making thousands of sales calls until you become great at it. You should be knocking on thousands of doors until you become great at it. This is how you develop skill sets. There is no other way around this. And, and by the way, everything I just said here is 100% free. Like. Becoming great at all these things only takes time. It doesn't take money. So the person with the highest skill set has the most leverage. And what this means is they can literally put in the least and get the most out. And this should excite you. And I'm going to say that again, just in case it didn't register. People with the highest skill set can put the least in and get the most out. Okay. And so your business, and I know you guys know this, your business doesn't exist without a marketing strategy that consistently brings in new leads every single day. It just doesn't, okay? And the goal is to fill the pipeline so full, and when I say pipeline, it just means to have so many leads coming in, so to fill the pipeline so full that it's constantly overflowing. And sales is the one thing that if we can solve a sales problem, like if we if if sales and leads are not our problem, all other problems in the business are fixable, right? But the cool thing is, is when we have a full pipeline, really good things happen. So consistent lead flow for one. Um, you should be testing to find marketing strategies that bring a trackable ROI. Okay, our, our businesses have to have marketing strategies that are trackable or else we will never have a scalable model. And I'll, I'll give you an example here in a few minutes, like, well, how Everdoor Direct Mail has been that for my business. But the reason I say consistent lead flow and having a pipeline that's overflowing is a must is because that gives us options. When we have consistent lead flow and we're booked out two, three, four weeks, guess what we can do? 
I was just on a coaching call this morning. We talked about this. We can either add more trucks and more employees and do more jobs, or what I typically like better is we can raise our prices and do more revenue with less customers. But the only way you get there is if you have consistent lead flow and your pipeline is overflowing. So when it comes to marketing, you know, I think so many people make it so complicated, but it's not complicated. We have to keep it simple. And these are a few of the questions I always ask myself in all of my businesses. First off, who's my ideal customer? Like when I'm developing a marketing strategy, I got to know who I'm marketing to. Who's my ideal customer? For your home service business, where do they live? Right? What neighborhoods do they live in? What streets are they on? What do their houses look like? And last but not least, if I know who my ideal customer is and I know where they live, how do I get in front of them as many times as humanly possible? Okay? Some other things that you can start to break down as your business grows and, and as you acquire more customers, you're, you're going to figure out like, what's the average age of my customer? When my phone rings, is it typically a male or a female that's calling? Uh, what's, so, what's like the average household income? You know, are, what is the average home price? You know, are they million dollar homes? Are they half million dollar homes? Um, what's the home type, right? Like if you're a soft washing company and you're pressure washing houses, then you're probably wanting to target houses that have a lot of vinyl, right? Uh, I don't know if you're a pest control guy, you're probably wanting to target houses that have a lot of trees and, and, and areas that hold bugs and critters, right? Like, I, I don't know that business, you know, from a, a standalone like service standpoint, but, but you get my point. What types of houses are we trying to target? Where do they live? Where do these ideal customers live? What kind of neighborhoods do they live in? And then how do I get in front of them? And like, you guys, I want you to know this. Everything I'm about to say are all tried and true marketing avenues. But the thing that gives you the advantage over your customer over all of these is simply skill. So like, name them. I don't care. They all work to some degree. Postcards, door hangers, yard signs, Facebook ads, Google ads, billboards, newspaper, local magazines, next door app, uh, cold calling, door knocking. Like they all work. Okay. I'm here to tell you that they all work to some degree. What's the difference between them working to some degree and way better than your competitors? Becoming obsessed with the marketing method and becoming the best at it. Being the, that having the highest skill set. Are you tracking with me? Okay. So like on our visual, when I did this presentation, I had a every door direct mail postcard, uh, uh, on a slide and I broke down all the things that we have AB tested in our home service business in order to perfect our postcards. Like, I think some of you guys think that it's just like, oh, I'll just send a postcard out and it works. No, no, no. Like you have to AB test the titles. Like what kind of trust building, uh, badges do you have on there? Have you tested the images? What images perform better than others? Do you have call to actions, right? Uh, like, is there any type of urgency or social proof or guarantees or selling points on your postcards? These are all things that we have to A-B test. Okay, same thing like with websites. Where's your contact options, your titles, your photos? Like, it's all the same, but it all has to be tested. And when you get obsessed with the boring work like this, you become great at it. And this is what separates you from your competitors. And so we have to ask ourselves, what is it that makes a marketing method great? Okay. Cause there's a lot of marketing methods. Like I just named a bunch off and there's a, a million other things you can do as well. But, but when it comes down to it, what makes a marketing method great? The first thing is, is it trackable? 
Okay. The next thing is, is it scalable? Input versus output, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Does it and does it allow us to acquire customers at break even or better? You're like at break even. What's that mean, Matt? Like I'm not going to make any money. Let me ask you this: If I told you that the first time you were going to service a customer, you were going to break even, but then you had that customer forever, and you get to service that customer time and time and time again for free, would that interest you? Of course it would. And so, what if we could have marketing methods? that acquired customers at break even or better, right? Like we always want to be profitable on the first service, but break even is okay with me as long as I know I have a system in place that's going to service them time and time again. And so let's talk about leverage with marketing. The goal with a scalable marketing and sales strategy is to have the ability to scale output with little to no extra input. Okay, so I want to be able to scale my marketing without having to put a lot of extra time into it. And so let me give you some examples. Like with Everdoor Direct Mail, the scalability of it, whether you're mailing 1,000 postcards or 10,000 postcards, it takes, the same, uh, it takes the same input, but you get 10X the output. So whether I'm sending 1,000 cards or 10,000 cards, it doesn't take me any more time to send 10,000 versus 1,000. However, I get the output of 10X the return for the same amount of work. Does that make sense? So let's say like sales calls. One salesperson can make 100 calls a day. 10 salespeople can make 1,000 calls a day. For you as the owner, same input, right? Maybe maybe a little bit extra there of like managing uh, more people, but 10X the output for the business. Google AdWords, another great example of this. Whether I spend $100 a day in ad spend and you get one call, or I spend $1,000 of ad spend and I get 10 calls, same input, 10X the output. Do you guys see what I'm saying here? So a great marketing strategy allows you to scale with, with, not, uh, with not a lot of extra input. Okay, this is very, very important. Scalable marketing simply means you can improve the output with no extra input. Can you see how this is powerful? Like with Google AdWords, with a click of a button, I can scale I can scale my output by 10x without doing a single extra thing. That's powerful, okay? And, and like we talked about a minute ago, the customer acquisition mindset. Like what you have to understand is the person or company who can spend the most to acquire a customer wins. But we must know what it costs us to acquire a customer. Like we have to know that in order to know whether or not the strategy in place is, is scalable or even usable. Um, because like to grow a big business, the goal is to grow a big customer list, but you have to know your numbers in order to do so. And I can't remember what podcast it was. I want to say it was probably five or 10 podcasts ago. I, I did a, a whole podcast on, on breaking down um, one of my coaching clients numbers with Google AdWords. And what we were trying to figure out was, is this a good, is this a good marketing avenue for us? And if so, is it scalable? And what we found out was it was an amazing marketing source and his return was insane. So we began scaling the crap out of it, but you can only do that if you know your numbers, because you'll never have the confidence if you don't, and you shouldn't because you shouldn't be scaling ads if you don't know the numbers. And so why is it that we want to build a big list, a big customer list? First off, obviously, is repeat customers. 
it allows us to scale every year. When you have a big list, it allows you to start the new season not from zero, right? And so if we can go from having zero to 500 customers to 1,000 to 5,000 customers, and you're really good at marketing to your list and getting those people to repeat, every year your business scales because you're starting at where you left off the prior year. So a big list allows us to upsell current customers, right? We can, we can upsell them different services throughout the season to extract more money. And it doesn't cost us any additional marketing cost. It's the beautiful thing. That's why I'm okay with acquiring new customers at break even. Like it's literally the most valuable asset your business has. And when you go to sell your business one day, your customer list is going to be the core thing that your buyer is interested in. And so some non-negotiables for marketing to your list is you need to be literally picking up the phone and calling your list three to four times a year. Non-negotiable. I know this takes time. We do it three to four times a year. You also should be sending emails to your list two to four times a month. You should be sending uh, text messages to your list three to four times a year. And good reasons for contacts are new service announcements, uh, repeat services like customers are due for new services. Maybe you have certain specials going, certain offers. These are all good reasons. And I'm telling you here from experience, your customer list won't be mad. Like 99% of your customers will actually be thankful that you remind them every year that they are due for service because they're busy and they don't remember. So you're doing them a service. And I'm telling you, nobody does this. People spend all this money to acquire customers and then they just leave them in their customer base and maybe they service them one or two more times then the customer slowly forgets about them. And guess what? The customer goes and finds somebody new. Why? Because the business owner and the company didn't do a good job at building the, the relationship with the customer on a consistent basis and they lose the customer. And so everybody's so focused on, on marketing and acquiring new people, but they don't become obsessed with keeping the ones they have. You have to do both in order to win. So just a quick recap. You must find marketing methods that bring in consistent leads. Like our every door direct mail marketing method in my business, it brings us in a half a percent return every single time. We send to the same houses every 30 days, non-negotiable, period. And the reason it's so consistent is because we do it every single month over and over and over for the last, gosh, six, seven years, okay? The next thing you have to remember is the one thing separating you from your competitor is skill. If you can become better at them in sales and marketing, you will destroy them. But it's boring. It's not fun. It's not exciting work. But if you want to win big, you must do the work. Next thing is you must find marketing methods that are scalable and trackable so you know your numbers and you can put get more output with less input. We must find marketing methods that have leverage, okay? So like literally the most important thing is that you just have to become obsessed with sales and marketing, testing, doing all the boring stuff in order to become successful. And I knew, I, I know I flew through this and I didn't go super, super deep on, on every little point like I did in our coaching program. This is why it's so good to be in the boot camp, guys. Like this stuff we go in and we talk about like one of these things for an hour every week and I teach you exactly how to do it. Um, but this is an amazing start. Like rewind this whole podcast and take notes because all of this stuff is super, super important. And this is 
This is like platform one in becoming a successful business is sales and marketing. If you don't have sales coming in and you suck at marketing, your business will go out of business or just you'll never, you'll never do anything big. Like it'll always just be a one man show. Okay. There's nothing worse than seeing the guy bragging about not marketing his company. Like that guy's lucky I'm not in his, in his uh, territory because I would smash him. Don't be that guy. Brag about being great at marketing. Develop the skill and become great at sales. When you're great at sales and marketing, you will never be poor, ever. We can fix all the other problems in the business. But if you don't first become great at this thing, you will be broke forever. So with that said, I hope you guys put this into action because this stuff is super valuable. Like I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. Okay. This is the one pillar, the most important pillar that you have to figure out. And so rewind this podcast, listen to it 10 times. I don't care, but start to write down what are the things that maybe you're not great at and then figure out how to become good at them. Okay. Don't just listen to all this information and go on with your day. Start to implement things, right? Start to go out on a limb, like tweak your sales process, tweak how, how you're pitching to customers, see what does and doesn't work. Write it down, put it in a system. Like guys, a system is just a, a document, a way of doing something. It's not like this flashy thing that that's super complicated. Develop a system of how you give people quotes and then tweak it until it's perfect. It's that easy. And so we're coming up on 200 episodes on this podcast, which is insane to me. When I started this, it was literally just a way for me to shell out information to people who needed help at scale. And it's become this huge thing. And I'm super proud of it because I get to see people actually change their business and change their lives by the information that we're providing here. Okay. Whether it's the podcast, whether it's one-on-one coaching, whether it's, we just develop you a website that actually converts good and looks really good. Like, like I am so honored that I get to be a part of your guys's journey. But there's nothing more frustrating to me than people who just consume and do nothing with the information. So do not be a consumer. Be a doer, okay? At the end of the day, the work must be done if we want to reach our goals. There is no way around it. I've coached hundreds of home service business owners all across the country. And the core thing that I see in almost every single one of them is the thing that is holding them back is not a knowledge problem. It's a doing problem. It's an action problem. And they have to be held accountable. But when they're held accountable and they actually do the work and put the knowledge that they have to work, crazy things start to happen in their business and in their life. Every single one of them. And so be that person. Become an action taker. And when you do that, everything is going to change. I promise. I will see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. As always, if you need any help marketing your business or want to work with me directly doing one-on-one coaching, visit serviceindustrycoach.com. We'll see you on the next episode.